Hello, and welcome back to the Sustainable Brown Girl podcast. This show exists to provide representation for women of color in the environmental space, to highlight their stories, and to educate the masses about how to be more eco-friendly every day. From gardening to thrifting, minimalism to veganism, sustainable business owners to influencers, environmentalists to activists, we are all on a journey to taking better care of our bodies and our planet. I'm your host, Ariel Green. This episode of the Sustainable Brown Girl podcast is sponsored by Leaf Shave, plastic-free shaving for everybody. More about Leaf Shave later. This is a very special episode dedicated to my mom, the original sustainable brown girl in my eyes. So my mom just passed away this past Sunday after a two and a half year battle with kidney cancer. I wanted to dedicate this episode to her because she truly fostered my love for the planet, for the earth, and also for people. And she's just given me so much inspiration throughout my life that I feel like I'm just now realizing. So we're going to talk through this together and I will keep it together. Okay, so buckle in and while I tell you about my mom. Born in 1956 to a Bayesian father, that's a person from Barbados, and a Georgian mother. My mom was the third of what ended up being nine kids, so it was a large family. Um, My grandparents, well, my grandfather was a tailor, and my grandmother was a caretaker. I mean, I think for a while she was like, you know, like a stay-at-home mom. I mean, she kind of got to be with nine kids, but after they got older, she started like taking care of, you know, people like in the older, elderly people, right? Anyway, so my grandfather had a garden in their backyard when my mom and my aunts and uncles were growing up. Um, He had like cucumbers and tomatoes and some other things. I forget exactly what all they said. But there were also like fruit trees and a fig tree and like a pecan tree. So I feel like I kind of get my love of gardening from my grandfather. My mom wasn't really into gardening, but she definitely did like fresh fruits and vegetables. (laughs) After she graduated from high school, she went to Tuskegee University for maybe like a year or two, but she said she partied too much. So she ended up transferring to Georgia State University and got her bachelor's degree in journalism. We're kind of similar in that standpoint where I went to a private school my freshman year of college. And then I also transferred to Georgia State and graduated with my bachelor's degree in journalism. Although I didn't party too much. I just wanted to be closer to my boyfriend, now husband. Fast forward a few years, my mom met my dad and had me and my sister, and the rest is history. When I was growing up, one of the 
big pastimes that me, my mom, and my sister would do is go to parks and we would often go like on road trips. And typically like the center of the road trip was to do something like nature related. So one of the first things we did, I mean, this isn't super nature related, but I mean, the beach is nature. Everybody goes to the beach, right? But one of our first family trips was going to the beach. We went to um, Ruby Falls in like uh, Tennessee. We went to Niagara Falls. Like we went to like all of the parks. So I definitely have this love of nature thanks to my mom. And she also, you know, taught us to like not litter, you know, like to be good humans and to take care of the planet, you know, and to, you know, not have a negative impact on it. So I definitely attribute that to my mom as well. As I mentioned earlier, my grandfather was a tailor, so he would make a lot of my aunts and uncles clothing. I'm not so sure about my uncles, but I know for sure my aunts have said that he made dresses for them. Like he made my mom's prom dress. My mom was in a pageant once. I believe he made her pageant dress. He also made her wedding dress. So that's super cool. Um, But aside from that, I think that my grandmother uh, shopped at thrift stores a lot. I mean, with nine kids, that's expensive. So why not shop secondhand? But that was um, also passed down to most of my aunts and my mom. So they all love to thrift shop and yard sales. That was a big part of my childhood growing up. I know we got most of our clothing from thrift stores, furniture, decor, all of that. Uh, Once I got a little bit older, like in middle school and started caring more about what people thought about me and fast fashion started becoming a thing. I didn't shop at thrift stores as much anymore, but now I do again and definitely attribute my, you know, willingness to go thrift, thrift, thrift store shopping to my mom and my aunts. Oftentimes when we talk about people of color and sustainability. We talk about the innate sense of sustainability. So while, you know, back in the early days, the 50s and 60s and 70s and 80s and 90s when I was growing up, (laughs) um, you know, you're thrift shopping and it's not like the sustainable thing to do. It's just that's what we could afford with my mom being a single parent and my grandparents having nine kids. Um, So you appreciate the things that you have and you try to take care of them for sure. Mom taught me how to like mend things. I was going to say she taught me how to sew, but not really. Um, But like if I had a hole in a shirt or something, she taught me how to like mend the hole. So even now I still am mending things. 
um, that are still, you know, in good use, but just need a little extra help. Also big on reusing things. So even though she may use like a plastic fork or a plastic spoon, she would wash and reuse it. Like, you know, I try to refuse or not use plastic things. But if I do, like, I'm not even going to lie. I don't wash and reuse it. I know that I should. I just throw it away. Okay, that's why I try not to use them often. But no, my mom would wash and reuse plastic cups, spoons, forks, sometimes even straws. And recently she gave me some apples and she put them in a Ziploc bag. So when I got home and I was you know, like unpacking the apples, I noticed that the Ziploc bag had tape on it. I'm like, what the heck? Why is there tape on here? What is my mom doing? So I took the tape off and I realized that she covered up a hole that was in this plastic Ziploc bag. If it was me, I would have thrown it away. But no, my mom taped up the plastic bag and kept reusing it. Also, too, I was in her bathroom and I was like looking under the, the counter and I saw like a like a baby wipes, Huggies, um, like baby wipes dispenser. And I was like, oh, I wonder if there's some wipes in here. No, there were not. It was being reused to hold something in it. And like, you know, that's what people of color do. We reuse things and even more so than I would. Like, I'm the host of Sustainable Brown Girl. I should be doing these things, but I don't. And, you know, I just feel like it's more innate in some of the older generations to really reuse things. And so, you know, like just seeing that, <laughs> it just reinforced the fact that, yes, my mom is the Sustainable Brown Girl. And, um, you know, like she's inspired me to to be more sustainable in my life as well. She would always save her recycling for me, even though she had like a recycling facility close by to her. She would save it for me. So we would go and recycle together. And it was just something that she would do even before I started recycling. My mom still would recycle. So, you know, like the environment, even though she didn't necessarily, um, you know, look at it from an environmental standpoint, like I'm doing this to save the planet, she still realized that it was something important to do. I've also talked a bit in the past about how my family was vegetarian for a while. And although it wasn't for sustainability reasons, it definitely did or has helped me on my sustainability journey, even though I'm not vegetarian now. By being vegetarian in the past, it's um, made it easier for me to, you know, like not eat meat and to look at meat consumption in a way that maybe most people would have difficulty, um, you know, doing from on their own without having that uh, background. When it comes to beauty, my mom was definitely like an understated person. She 
never wore makeup. I think the one time she bought foundation, it was purchased to cover up like imperfections on her legs. Like maybe she had a bruise or like varicose veins or something. But no, she never wore makeup or really had an extensive beauty routine. Um, She even rarely shaved, but she did buy, you know, when she did shave or when me and my sister started shaving, we'd buy the cheapest uh, disposable razors, which would give nicks all of the time. So shaving was not a pleasant experience for me. I did not enjoy it. And, you know, I'm kind of like my mom now where I don't shave that often. But when I do, I choose my Leaf Shave Razor. Thank you so much, Leaf Shave, for sponsoring this portion of the episode. For those of us who choose to shave, it can be an important part of our beauty routine. In an effort to reduce my plastic waste and to have a better shave experience, I made the switch to a metal razor. The Leaf Razor was the first metal razor that I tried over two years ago, and I still love it because it's so easy to use. My favorite feature of the Leaf Razor is the unique pivoting head that was reminiscent of my old disposable razor. This made the switch easy as there wasn't much of a learning curve after getting used to installing the blades. Easily shave your legs, armpits, face, or even your head with the leaf razor without worrying of getting any nicks. So if you're looking for more swaps to make this plastic-free July, consider switching to a metal razor with Leaf Shave. Visit leafshave.com to learn more or click the link in the show notes. Thanks Leaf Shave for sponsoring this episode. I feel like I've covered pretty much all of the traditional, sustainable things that my mom has done that has inspired me to have my love and care for the planet and my impact on the planet. Now, I feel like the other side of the spectrum that my mom has inspired me that also kind of plays into sustainability Um, not so much on an environmental factor, but more of a people factor, is just that my mom was such a caring and like selfless person. She had a huge heart for helping people. And from a young age, I don't know if I was like as young as elementary school, but I know for sure by the time I was in middle school, we were volunteering on a regular basis. Like a couple of times a month, we would go to volunteer at homeless shelters. We would, you know, like feed the homeless on Saturdays. We would um, read to kids who were in like um, shelters, you know, like mother and child shelters. Like we would go and read to kids we would volunteer just so often. That was a huge part of my childhood and teenage years. That I have vivid memories of my mom picking up hitchhikers. There was one time in particular where 
it was late one night. We were traveling and my mom picked up this man on the side of the road who was hitchhiking. And this is like with two like preteen daughters in the car. And this wasn't the only time that she would pick up hitchhikers, but I I just remember this one in particular because it felt very unsafe to me. Um, The other times, maybe she was like picking up a mom or something whose car had broken down. But yeah, she would pick up hitchhikers. There was also a point after I had moved out the house, but my sister was living with her. She picked up this homeless couple, um, the wife or girlfriend was pregnant and she this couple stayed with my mom and sister in their one bedroom apartment for a few months so (laughs) my mom was very selfless very you know caring about people not just strangers but also family members um she would always do whatever she could to help people so that's always been inspiring to me. You know, I don't think I'm, I'm definitely not as selfless as she is. I have boundaries, but it was definitely inspiring. Um, maybe not so much growing up, but in retrospect now, just to see how fearless she was and always willing to lend a helping hand. I mentioned earlier that my mom has her degree in journalism, so most of her career was spent as a grant writer, which was also an example of her helping people. So she typically worked at HBCUs such as Tuskegee University, Savannah State, and Spelman College, and also Bethune-Cookman. Um, And then other than that, she worked at nonprofits like Big Brothers Big Sisters, where she would write grants to help bring in money for them to, you know, have money for the programs that they're trying to do. In addition to her career, my mom was just an avid writer and researcher. So most of her research was regarding like religious um, texts and historical facts. But aside from that, she was also really interested in my family history. So she did a lot of deep diving into our indigenous background. And um, so that's been very interesting to, you know, watch her explore. And I also helped her with a few short documentaries about various southeastern indigenous tribes so um you know like my mom has always taught us to not accept mainstream information and to do our own research so i definitely think that has led me to have a curious nature which i think also inspired me to go ahead and start the Sustainable Brown Girl platform. Thanks to the way that my mom raised me, I am free to be the free-spirited, inquisitive, caring person who cares about the environment and who cares about people. And 
even though my mom didn't accomplish all of the things that she wanted to in this life, I mean, who does? I hope that she understood the impact that she had on my life and other people's lives that she touched over the years in so many different ways. So I aim to continue asking questions and highlighting issues that are important to me, just as my mom did. Thank you all for tuning into this episode and listening to all of the inspiring ways that my mom has impacted my life and the lives of others. And I hope that I can continue to keep her legacy alive and, you know, just continue embodying the woman that she was. And it's not all sad news because one amazing blessing that is also in the works right now is that I'm pregnant. (laughs) I don't know if Um, you know, anybody knows about the journey that I have gone through to finally become pregnant after like five years of trying. So it's a interesting time to say for sure, but I definitely feel blessed and I feel like it is perfect timing for how everything is happening. So thank you all for your support and for listening to the Sustainable Brown Girl podcast. Be sure to leave a review if you love it. Follow us on Sustainable Brown Girl on Instagram. Check out our blog at sustainablebrowngirl.com and subscribe to our YouTube channel where I post all of our video interviews on a you know regular basis when I'm interviewing people. So do all the things, support the podcast however you can. It is greatly appreciated. So yes, thank you so much for listening and I will see you in the next episode. Thanks again to Leaf Shave for sponsoring this episode of the Sustainable Brown Girl podcast. For all of your plastic-free shaving needs, go check out leafshave.com. Until next time, continue making better choices for the health of your body and the health of your planet. Thanks for listening.